Welcome to Nonprofit Courage Lab, how to ask for more and raise major gifts. I'm Julie Ordonez, your major gifts fundraising coach, and I'm on a mission to help nonprofit leaders like you get the courage and strategy to ask for more. No one has changed the world without first changing themselves. If you want to raise more money to change the world, you are in the right place. You ready? Let's go. So I'm Julie, and I'm a major gift strategist and coach to the very best, okay? Life's too short to have sucky clients. You know what I'm saying? Life's too short to have sucky donors. And I'm based in Los Angeles. I'm originally from Houston, so you'll hear a little bit of that spice because that's where I'm from. Born and raised. And I have been doing major gifts in Los Angeles and really all over the world and all over the country in the U.S., and... Um, I've had amazing clients for the last 14 years. And just this year, I was like, how many major donor meetings have I been on? I was like doing the math in my career. It's definitely, it's over a thousand. A thousand would be conservative. How many like one-to-one donor meetings or like me and the CEO, me and a board member, me and a colleague. So I've just, I've had a lot of reps. So whatever it is, I probably screwed up worse than you have. Okay. And I'm probably maybe raised more money too. Last year I worked for News Story and I was a strategist for them and raised 2.5 million last year from all from individuals unrestricted dollars, general operating support. Give me that money. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So uh, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about courage. Um, Some of you, you don't need a better plan. You don't, you might need some more tactics and I'm going to help you with that today. You don't need a, a fancy strategy. You don't need to pay some consultant to write fancy words on a page and show to your board and make you feel really good about yourself that you don't actually know how to implement. What you need is guts. You need to sit across from people and have the courage to reach out to them, to build relationships, to connect as human beings, build relationships. That is your job, period. It's not collecting corporate logos for the website and the gala and the blah, 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 and all the stupid admin crap that we get bogged down on because we're afraid. We're afraid to sit across from people and talk to them about giving real money. I've seen this so many times. I've been that person, so I know. So there's no judgment here, okay? It's all good. I've been afraid. I know that so many of us are. And so my whole business, my whole life's work is about building a more courageous generation. Like we need to be bold. We need to be courageous. We need to get real about the capital it's going to take to transform our world. So we're not gonna... Be apologetic about, "Mm, would you consider giving $10,000? You know, it's like, no, look, we know that what we're doing is powerful. It's effective. And so we're going to have real candid conversations with people who care, the right people, and raise a shit ton of money, right? Am I right? And then go take that vacation. Take some time off. I'm all about sustainability. I do not believe in burnout. I do not believe that you need to burn both ends of the candle. Isn't that what the phrase is? We have so many phrases for burnout. We have so much language to describe the place beyond exhaustion. And uh, 
So that's what I'm all about is how can we do this in a way that is relationally intelligent where you're enjoying your life and you're raising a lot of money in record time. Some people will tell you, Sarah, it's going to take, you know, five years to raise that million dollar gift. Let's just try to get our marketing and our website and everything so that we can just get that Mackenzie Bezos money, Mackenzie Scott. We, what we just need her to notice us. Eh. You know, if you, if you actually build relationships with the people that you have and you understand why they give, you will raise so much more in record time. It doesn't need to take five years, right? Because major gifts is about building relationships with people who are mission aligned, who are passionate, who are in, right? You build that trust with them. And that's really the most important factor. It's less about their capacity. That's important. But so often we get so distracted by rich people who have no intent of giving you more than $5,000. Do you hear what I'm saying? But you're like, oh, they're rich though. I need to get a meeting with them. I'm going to like hound them. And they're like, yeah, here's 5K. Here you go. What's more important is finding the people who are already on the mission that you're on and then connecting with them, right? Building relationships with them. And what will happen is if you do a great job with those folks, they'll start talking about you to their network. They'll start organically introduce, hey, I loved your annual report. I want to introduce you to these people. They need to be funding you. When you provide that really great experience for them, they start doing that. So this is about December. And I want to start off with encouraging you that you're probably doing better than you think. You need that reminder, take it. Fundraising is tough. So just receive that. Take a deep breath. You're likely doing better than you think. Yes, that's right. And in December, it's a big tactic that I want you to keep in mind is just following up with people who already made a promise and maybe they haven't followed through on that. So a tactic that I love to do this time of year is like go through my donor database, my portfolio, anybody who's given really over $1,000 and look through like, who do I need to touch base with and just say season's greetings, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever it might be. And who are the people who, if I look through my inbox, if I look through my CRM, they have said, hey, Margaret, let me know what you need. Hey, John, love what you're doing. Love to help, you know, or maybe they actually made a pledge. Maybe they said, you know what, Matt, I'm going to give 5K touch base with me in December, you know, or whatever it is. Even if it was an offer of help, even if it was an offer of help, if they said, love what you're up to, Leslie, let me know what you need then follow up with those people and arrive at the point. <laughs> I'm not inviting you to send a really long email inundating them with a bunch of information. Like get to the point and say, hey, you know what, Daniel, you offered to help earlier this year in April. I like to recall, or if it was the spring, you know, if you don't remember the exact month, that's totally fine. The first half of this year, you said, like you'd love to get more involved or you said you'd love to help somehow. And the help that we need is we need financial support. If you listen to my podcast, if you've come to any of my talks, you know that I say this over and over again. 
great. Love what you're up to. What do you need? Let me know how I can help. Let me know how I can get involved. And some of you are like, oh, we have this volunteer event. Oh, let me make a volunteer role for you and like break my back so that you can be involved. Oh my gosh, please don't do that. Don't lie to nobody, okay? We are not liars. We tell the truth. You know what we need? Thank you so much. We need financial support. I don't need to make a volunteer job for you. Do you need that? Because I don't. Great. So, you know, and, and I would keep it impact focused, goal focused, whatever it is. If it's somebody you have a relationship with and you know that they're bought into the mission, hey, our goal for December is 200K. This is how far we are towards that goal. Would you consider giving 10K since you offered to help? That's the help we need. Even if they come back and they say, you know what, Mirla, I can't do 10K, but I'll do five. Great. And that's a super successful email. That's a 5K email. Don't overlook it, right? So top tip would be follow up with people who offered to help you and collect on that help and educate them on the help that you actually need, which is financial support. Or even if like, you, you know, collect the corporate match from your board members, from your supporter. Hey, you know, you haven't, this would require you to actually track this, right? So, you know, this many companies typically have corporate matches. There's an email that I've written all about this that I'll, I'll share with you all. But it's, it's basically like, hey, here's an easy thing for you to do. Activate your corporate match, leverage that, give that to us this month. We love your help. That's the help we need right now. Let people know what you need. If they made a promise, follow up on it. Remind them of what they said. So if they said, if a board member said, oh, I'm going to introduce you guys to this funder or I'm going to, you know, we need to get lunch with this person. Even if they didn't say I'm going to do this, right? But they're like, Matt, here's what we need to do. <laughs> we need to get in front of this person. Great time to collect on that. Very simple thing to do. And when people intend to do something, following up with them and reminding them is customer service. It is not an intrusion. It is not unwelcome or rude or presumptuous. They literally offered it. <laughs> it's their job to say what they can and can't do. It's your job to remind them and follow up. It's just good customer service, baby. Follow up, follow up with the promises. Yes, yes, yes. Use December to follow up and remind, yes. Hey, I know that you told me you're planning on giving 12K this year. You could even say, I've even said this. I'm like, there's only 11 business days left in the year. So I want to do everything in my power to assist you in making your gift. What, what about the donors that are giving less than previous years? How do I talk with them? You know what's awesome? Um, I learned this from my friend, Erica Carley, who was at um, the head of growth at Chive Charities, and they had a 98% retention rate with their monthly donor campaign. Okay, so are you listening? Because <laughs> you should be. And she, they would do this handwritten note when someone lowered their gift, lowered their gift, lowered it. We don't have time to do that, do we? <laughs> don't have time, don't have time. And this is why 98% retention. A handwritten note that said, thank you for sticking with us. 
Talk about loyalty. Talk about lifetime value of a donor. Hello. Yeah. So I think you, the way that you handle, quote, rejection, as we like to call it, or people downgrading their gift, it says so much about your team, your culture, your organization, if you're trustworthy, if you actually care about people as whole human beings. And they see that. I had a client who we asked one of their largest donors, known philanthropist in Southern California. I ain't going to say their name. Okay. And we asked them for, I think, $1.2 million. And they said no. Oh. And they were giving six figures previous. I think they were giving a low six-figure gift. And they said no. And then my client, of course, was super gracious. They were like, hey, completely understand. Thank you so much. You know, we love being in partnership with you. We're grateful for all that you've done. We're still going to keep you in the loop about what's going on. Is that fine? Yeah, great. They run into each other at an event. And the donor comes up to my client and says, hey, so I just want to tell you how grateful I am for how gracious you've been that even though we turned you guys down, because we give to a lot of places. And as soon as we say no, the relationship gets awkward. People ice us out. They don't want to talk to us anymore. They don't want to communicate. They act really weird. It gets so weird. And these people we thought were our friends. And they said, but the way that you responded to us declining, because we can't give everywhere. We have a limited amount of funds. The way that you responded, we just felt so cared for. So thank you. And then guess who got a million dollars 18 months later from that donor, my client. So, you know, the way in which you can gracefully handle where people are because you actually care about them and not just their money goes such a long way. It pays dividends, yes, in revenue. It's also just the right thing to do. But yeah, reach out to them and say, hey, acknowledge what you see. I noticed that you lowered your gift. And I just want to say thank you for sticking with us. Imagine if you said that. And just, and pause, let them respond to that. Don't say anything else. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, well, we love giving and we wish we could do more. And here's the reasons why our aging parents are, we move them into a home. And so we we're now footing the bill for all of these medical expenses that we didn't anticipate and blah, blah, blah. They're just going to tell you, you know, it's a huge opportunity to build a relationship. Are you hearing that? Like all of this is fodder for relationship building every part of it. When people don't respond you could just reach out to them in other ways. I, I message people on LinkedIn if I don't hear from them. I text them from my personal phone. <laughs> it's up to you what you want to do, right? I'm not saying you should do that or you have to do that. I'm saying that that's what worked for me. So yeah, I would just reach out and I would acknowledge it. Or if they, let's say they pledge something and they haven't come through on that pledge, address it. Hey, you pledged 12K in May. I'm following up to make sure that you complete your donation. Hey, 
Are you determined to double or maybe even triple your individual giving this year and you'd love some guidance and support? I've got news for you. I have taught dozens of leaders how to raise more five-figure gifts in a month or less inside my program, Courage Lab. If you want to learn more, go to nonprofitcouragelab.com. That's nonprofitcouragelab.com and grab your spot today. Now is the perfect time to improve your fundraising skills and build your personal courage. I got you. Head over to nonprofitcouragelab.com. See you there. Don't act like this. It's it's too late in the game to act like you're also collecting their RSVP for something you don't care about. Okay. No, you're here to actually find out, are they going to give their gift or not? This is the time to get the answer. And if they say, Hey, you know what? That's changed. And I can't actually do what I said. And I feel terrible. Thank you so much for following up with me. Can we please talk in January? You know, and then you can move on with your life. You see? And then you put in your calendar, okay, I'm going to follow up with them in January. The real treasure in life is people. Do you hear me? And when you actually give a shit about them, they will open up so many things for you beyond money. Do you hear what I'm saying? And I know this. I know this. When they're really proud to be associated with your organization because you report back to them the difference that it makes, they will go far for you. They will roll up their sleeves. We all ask our board members and our most loyal support, hey, can you introduce us to people in your network? Don't we? We all ask that. Why don't people do it? Why don't they? Why do you think that is? This is a hypothetical. Why do you think people don't do it? And I'll tell you what I think. It's like, you know what it is? It's like some people who are parents, they can put up with their own kids' crap, right? But if another kid behaves like their kid did, they have no patience for it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, I love my kid, you know? But then if I see other people's kids, I'm like, would you just get your kid in line? I'm like, that's how it is with your board members and your nonprofit. You're their kid, you know? They're like, oh, but my kid is special. <laughs> And they're willing to put up with the lack of communication, the lack of updates. They're willing to, they have a greater threshold for all of your BS and your excuses, but they are not going to allow their business partners to, to have to endure the lack of communication. You see, because they, they're like, oh, cause it isn't that great. Ugh. Does it hurt? Because it's probably true. If it hurts your feelings, <laughs> I say maybe what people are not willing to say because they're trying to get paid. You know what I'm saying? But I'm good if you don't pay me a dime. I'm really trying to help you. <laughs> so I'm willing to say what might get me fired. You dig? You hear me? If people are not organically, if you deliver on your promise, right? If you're effective and you say, hey, we actually changed live this year. This is what we did. You helped to make that happen. If you don't have time to do that, you won't have donors. It's okay. You'll have time later because they'll all be gone. And if you report back on that, if you communicate, and some of you maybe communicate, but your communication kind of stinks, right? Maybe it's just a little too boring, but you're not actually boring. <laughs> but somehow when you write, you're like, 
putting people to sleep. You're putting yourself to sleep. You can't come, you can't bring yourself to write this freaking boring ass email. Like, Hey, how about stop doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, write Like how you talk and get arrive at the point, forget your, your, whatever the professionalism is for your organization, forget it. Just throw that out the window. The people who wrote that code of conduct thing, they don't know anything about donor relations anyway. Okay. What are they going to do? They're going to enforce it after you've raised millions of dollars. Hey, <laughs> the way you write emails, it doesn't reflect. No, they're not. Nobody's going to complain. Write an email like how you talk and arrive at the point, especially in December. Get to the point. Ask yourself the question, what is the main purpose of this email? What am I actually trying to do? And be clear. Hey, I'm reaching out because you said you're going to do this and I want to follow up to help you get it done. Do you intend to still complete your gift this month? Do you intend to give in 2023? What is your plan for giving in 2023? You have yet to give this year. What is your plan? There are a million ways to say it. I've said them all the ways, but you need an answer, right? Let's stop with the guessing games. Let's stop with the beating around the bush. Let's stop pretending. No, no, no. We need to know. Are you going to give? Yeah. And Allison, if that's the case, right, they don't trust you, then think about how might we be able to build trust and even ask your donors, right? And this is why it takes courage. This is why it takes courage. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, what would it take for you to, for us to build trust with you? What would it take for us to build trust with you? That is a fabulous question and get ready for the answer. And then if you ask that question, you actually have to do something about it. You can't just ask it and then nothing changes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is about integrity. We want people to go the extra mile for us. We want them to give and give and give and give, but we don't have time to communicate with them. Uh-uh. Not on my watch. I have a donor who said she'd make introductions is now ghosting me. Ha <laughs> ha. Great question. Anybody else been there? I feel you. I really do. I mean, I've been there too. I'm like, uh, what happened? So one line email, one line email. Hey, haven't heard from you, Abby. Everything okay? I guess that's two lines. That's it. That's the whole email. Hey, Janet, haven't heard from you in six months. Oh yeah, I say that. Everything okay? It works every time. They're going to come back to you and be like, oh my gosh, I'm such a terrible person. And what will you do? You will handle it with grace. You'll say, hey, I get it. Life happens. It's all good. I completely understand. Life's been happening for me too. Right? Don't we want grace from our donors? Don't we want grace from our board members? Don't we want that? Let's do that. Let's do that for them. Okay, Sarah. I have a donor who pledged 10K and just sent a check for only five. Another great question. So this is great. Are you ready to take notes? I would pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, donor, I just got your 5K check in the mail. Amazing. Thanks so much. Um, I was planning on asking you for 10K. That's what I would say. And pause and let them respond to that. Oh, you said pledged. So I would even say, hey, I saw the 5K come in. My understanding is you pledged 10. Do you plan on, so give them the benefit of the doubt. Do you plan on sending an additional five this month? 
and just get clear. Don't assume that it was just only five. But even in conversation, right, and my clients know this, I'll say, if, if, a, if a donor comes to you and they're like, oh, well, here you go, here you go, Helen, here's 10K, and you were planning to ask for 25, right? They're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, of course it is. And so I, I will go to them and say, hey, actually, I had a different, I saw the 10K come in, thanks so much. I had a different idea for you. Do you want to hear it? Man, I'm giving y'all the goods today, okay? And, and some of you, I'm going to tell you what to say, but you don't have the guts to do it. You see how it's coming down to that? That's why I created a program called Courage Lab. I'm going to tell you what to say, and some of you are not going to do it. Because you need to become a courageous person. It's not because you need to know the tactics or what to say. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? It is about becoming more courageous. You, In order to implement what I'm teaching, you're going to need guts. And lucky for you, I also teach that. I did not come out the womb like this, you guys, Okay. I had to, this was forged in the fire of tribulation of so many reps. Because I told you I had a lot of reps. I say, hey, Matt, thanks so much. I, I, you know, I saw your 10K come in. I had a different idea for you. Do you want to hear it? What's Matt going to say? He's going to say, yeah, sure. He's going to say, yeah, I want to hear it. And I would say, okay, so my plan, you know, based on our goals, based on the fact, and this is based on, right? Based on, based on the fact that, Matt, you are so bought into our mission based on the fact that you've been loyally giving for the last seven years, hello, based on the fact that I know you care about what we're doing. My plan was to ask you for $25,000. And then after you say the number, you shut up. Stop talking. This is why it takes guts. People don't do it because they don't have the guts. I want you to understand, and this is good news because you have control over whether you remain a coward or you become a courageous leader. You have control over that. <laughs> I mean, it takes Julie's brain. Channel me as your alter ego. Go in there and be like, okay, I'm going to get this money. Go, go ahead. If it helps you, I'm all for it. Whatever it is, you know, and it's ethical, obviously. And they'll say 25K, huh? Okay. Hmm. 25K, you know, they'll react however they react, right? Wow. All right. I mean, I've done this myself. I've I've literally said to people, oh, that's great. You wanted to give 25. That's awesome. My plan was for you to do something much bigger. Do you want to hear it? And this is with someone who I have a relationship with, right? I'm not just going to some random rich person who doesn't know me and doesn't know the organization. I'm not talking about that. And I'll get on the phone. If somebody gave... And I ask them for much more. I'll, I'll straight up ask like, hey, I saw that you gave, you know, 30K last year, you gave 50. And I know like my understanding was you're planning to give 50 again this year. Can I know why you decided to give 30? What am I going to tell you? It takes guts. And then they'll say, oh, well, actually, you know, these are the reasons why. Whatever they'll say, you're, they'll tell you why, because you're asking. If you don't know why, it's because you don't ask. And then you can handle it with grace. Completely understand. I know that things change. I know life happens and things come up. It's completely understandable. We're so grateful for your continued support, even through all of that that you're going through. It's amazing. So that's what I teach in Courage Lab is when you're a good listener and you understand why someone gives, 
then you can, you basically repeat that back to them in the ask. So, you know, based on the fact that you, you know, had a, whatever your organization is, you have a personal connection to what we do. You really care about the local community. You care about conservation, blah, blah, whatever it is. I'd love for you to consider giving $10,000 this month. Like make it time bound, right? Because we need the money now. Unless you don't, then don't ask for something this month. Just don't. The reason the calendar might matter is because donors might care about it, right? For tax purposes and tax planning. But otherwise, if you don't have to ask someone this month, then don't. Just thank them. Just send like a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever season's greetings to them and tell them you appreciate them. That's it. Like don't, if you don't have to ask, then don't ask. Um, my favorite thing, get on the phone, pick up the phone. If you can pick up the phone, it's too late in the game to schedule meetings. People are not going to probably schedule anything with you between now and January one. So just call them. Scared to do that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's because it takes courage. I, I know, I know. But if you do, if you pick up the phone and you call people, you teach them how to relate to you. So you teach them, this is normal. I I pick up the phone, I call, we talk. And you know you can call them and ask them for their decision. Hey, earlier this year, you mentioned you're planning on giving at the end of the year. I'm just following up on that. Here's where we're at, here are our goals. What's your plan? That's what I would do. Just pick up the phone if you have, if you have their contact information, obviously. If not, then you know email. But again, in the email, like get to the point. Like if it's about getting their decision, then just ask for that. Okay, question. What's the best way to ask donors to match what they did last year if they're two-thirds of the way there and have recently given? You know, you see so far this year you've given this. Last year you gave that. Would you give an additional blah, blah, whatever the math is? <laughs> If you're asking for the same amount though, like why? You know what I mean? Like if they're continuing to give, then like why are you asking for the same amount? Are your goals the same? Probably not. I don't know why. Because it takes guts. Do you think it's effective at this time of year to ask for a meeting in January to discuss the impact of the 2021 given what the plans might be in 2024? Sure. Go for it. Yeah. Meetings are great. Would it be smart to make calls to donors just to say, thank you for supporting us? Does it really make them feel feel like they should keep coming back? Absolutely. I would say a best practice is if somebody gives, like the moment that they give, either call them or email them personally and just say, hey, we just got your gift in. Thank you so much. Blah, 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 blah. You're amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Do that within 24 or 48 hours. 24 ideally, right? Because if you don't, what you end up communicating without it's unintentional is, oh, we're we just get so much money in here, we don't even notice your thousand dollars. It's not a good look, you know? It's not a good look. Do you not feel that donors are ever turned off by calls when with everyone assuming that random numbers are scammers? This sounds like a question from someone who doesn't call donors. So you wouldn't know, would you? Um, <laughs> no shade. I'm just letting you know. If you're calling to actually thank someone, 
no, I don't think that that does any harm. Absolutely not. Um, they'll probably love it. And you will stand out because, again, the vast majority of the sector complains that we don't have time to do stuff like that. So basically, no one's doing it. So it's a very simple way to stand out because likely your major donors are giving to multiple places, aren't they? Yep. Leave a message, the, of a thank you message, for sure. And that's something you can delegate to your board. Hey, you know, the ones who are down, the ones who are like catalytic and enthusiastic and articulate that you trust, you have a great relationship with. Hey, this person just gave, can you call them and just leave a voicemail basically? And if they answer, it's going to be a like 60 second, two minute call where it's just like, hey, I'm Jessica Love. I'm a board member at Daring Girls. I'm calling to say thank you for your donation. I know that you just gave. We really appreciate it. Imagine. It, this isn't like some like, ooh, ooh, what's the secret? Ooh, like, not just, I mean, people just don't do it. Like, I mean, this is something that people talk about all the time is doing thank you calls, but we just don't do them. I, I mean, they absolutely work. So yeah, leave even if a board member leaves a voicemail or someone like anyone from the organization is like, hey, saw that you gave, just calling to say thank you. It goes such a long way. I mean, imagine if you donated to a nonprofit and they called and left you a thank you voicemail, right? Imagine if the board chair left a voicemail on your machine. It was like, hey, I'm the board chair and you donated yesterday. How kick-ass is that? What's a good retention rate? Um, what What is the average? Isn't it like so low? It's like 26% or something like that was like the most recent or 20 to 40 in that range. There's a lot of turnover. Yeah. Because for some, the, here's why we're obsessed with new donors. Because we're afraid to reach out to the ones we have. And we assume that they're giving the most they can. And I'm telling you that they're absolutely not. You're expecting people to read your mind. Oh, well, we're a nonprofit that exists in the world and we're doing great work. So don't they know we need money? <laughs> they should just know. They should just give. If they have hundreds of thousands of dollars to give, they should just give it to us. They should just read our ever-loving mind. It doesn't work like that, right? It doesn't work. You have to communicate what you need. You have to communicate your goals. You have to keep people in the loop and you need to ask. Part of why we need to ask is because it's personal. Giving is personal. And because people need to understand you're asking them because of who they are, not just because they're rich. And it also demonstrates trust and credibility. Like, oh, these people are for real. They can be trusted with more resource because they're not scared shitless to raise money. Especially from someone like me who's a softball and has already been donating for 17,000 years. Why would they give you more money if you don't even talk to them about money? Like, it's crazy. Oh, please trust us with more, even though we're terrified. Please. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. And, and that behavior somehow proves that you're doing good work in the community. Like you don't even realize the ways in which you're unknowingly undermining your work. Do you see? 
Like the world is small and like, this is about reputation and integrity. Like do it. Like it's, you took this job and it's actually a social contract with yourself and your employer to freaking raise money and build relationships with people. Like that's your job. You said you would do that. So like anything else that's keeping us from doing those things, it's noise and it's actually a waste of resource. It's unethical, seriously. And you don't actually pay the price by raising money. When you're uncomfortable, you pick up the phone, you're not sure if somebody's going to like you, if they're annoyed with you, if you're bothering them. Really what you, you don't even pay the price. That's not even a price to pay. The ultimate price is paid by the community you serve. They pay the price when you don't raise the money because you don't have time. And I'm giving it to you straight, hoping that this will actually spark you to, to pick up the phone and call people. Maybe you were thinking, eh, they're good. I don't need to call them. Oh, I don't need to do that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Even if it's to say like, hey, thanks so much. Like just connect with people as human beings. Like they're not going to come after you, you know, like, <laughs> like they all, if they already gave, like, come on, dude, this is a softball. Like they already gave you money. They already, and you're like, oh, should I call? And they gave you their number. I'm reflecting back to you so that you can see yourself more clearly. We really see ourselves more clearly when we're in community with others. And, I, and I'm telling you that these challenges are not unique. You're not alone in that. So let's not judge ourselves for it. Let's actually take action. What is one action step? I know you want to overhaul maybe everything. Okay, I get it. Slow your roll. What's one action step that you can take within the next 24 hours? That's a stipulation. Do not put this at the bottom of your to-do list. That's a surefire way for it to never get done. Do you hear me? If you want to raise more money, put it at the top of your list. Stop making excuses that you got to do all this BS that is not revenue generating. If you need to raise more money, put it at the top of your list. Do it first thing. Make it a priority. You will raise more money when you ask people for more. Call your donors. Yes, call, call, call. Any scripts for converting major goes to legacy givers too. Just ask them, Shireen. You know what to do. Hey, would you consider leaving us in your estate? There you go. That's what you say. Go ahead. Let's see if you do it, Shireen. There you go. I gave you what to say. There's your script. <laughs> this is the story of my life. I give so much away for free. There, if you want to raise hundreds of thousands and millions for free from all of my content online, you can. You can. I give so much away. It's fine because I actually want to help you. But will you do it? You know what I'm saying? Will you do it? That's the real question. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? It's personal. It's personal. It's not your organization and all their bullshit culture and rules and toxicity and blah, blah. No, no, it isn't. Are you about it? Or do you keep wishing and hoping and praying that people will read your minds? Stop talking about it and go be about it. Just go get it done. People are generous and they will show up for you if you appreciate them. That's in true in life, right? Isn't it? In your interpersonal relationships, when you feel valued and appreciated and seen, don't you show up for those people? Yes, of course you do. That's what your donors are going to do. They want to help you. You know, there's people who don't give anything to charity. 
not a, not a dime. They exist. They don't have to give. You might think whatever you want to think about rich people. You might think, well, they're this successful business person in, in our community and they're a multimillionaire. They should be giving to us because we're so good. We're freaking angels. And that attitude sucks and it's not going to raise you any money. Imagine the people coming to your program and you tell them that same attitude. Well, you know, you're poor, you're this, you're that. You're lucky that we're in your life and we're doing this for free. So suck it up and do what we say. That's how we treat donors. You see what I'm saying? How can we actually claim to be an organization that's about integrity and dignity and justice when we take people for granted in revenue generation? Or we treat them like we're, we take them, we, we're like, oh, they're going to keep giving because we're awesome. We need to like actually connect with people. And that's how you can stand out. Do you, you hear me? That's how you can stand out. If you just treat people like humans, <laughs> if you just care about them, if you just remember them, isn't that what we want? We want to be appreciated. We want to be seen. Don't you want to be seen? That's what your donors want. What a tremendous value add. Even if your organization and your mission is not their number one cause. And some of you, that's your complaint. Well, they do all these other things with all the, oh, they, we're not their favorite. We're not their number one. Who cares? How can you become number one in their heart because of who you are and how you show up and how you love them and how you care for them? Are you about it? Or are you just going to keep dreaming about it and just keep hoping and wishing and praying that they will read your mind? Send videos in your emails. Why not? See if it works, test it out, try it for, you know, send it to a handful of donors, see how it goes. If you get any response, if people are like, Hey, this is awesome. Or if people don't care, <laughs> or maybe it's somewhere in the middle, like find out, like, why not have fun? You know what I'm saying? Like whatever you're going to do that you have energy around to do, that's going to bring your donors closer to the mission. Do that. Like whatever it is that you'll actually do. <laughs> Like if, if I, I could tell you what to say and the best tactics and all that, but if you don't actually do it, what good is it? Here's what I'm going to leave you with. If you know, I am afraid and I'm bumping up against that. There is a limit to our fundraising results as a capacity, as, as a result of my capacity for courage. If you know that that's you, I'm going to encourage you to sign up for my program, Courage Lab. Okay. If that's not you, don't sign up. Okay. But if that is you, there is nothing, there's nowhere else you can go to get this fixed and have it be focused on fundraising and real major gift results. It's sad, but it's true. So if that's you, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm imploring you. I, I know that I will help you. That's your next step. For some of you, you have huge goals and you're not afraid. You just need a plan and a guide. So that could be me. If that's you, I want you to check out my website. If you're trying to figure out how much do I ask someone for, I have a free major gifts calculator on my website, julieardonias.com. So it'll tell you how much money you're leaving on the table with a donor. And you can use it multiple times if you want, but it'll tell you exactly what you should be asking for. And it takes into consideration all of these factors that I work with my clients on. How much do you ask for and what matters? So it'll ask you about to what extent does the donor trust you? 
to what is their capacity financially, right? How mission aligned are they? It takes into account all the most important factors and then spits out a number for you in 60 seconds. So that might be the help that you need. Go do that and then ask for that money. Thanks so much for joining me, Julie Ordonez, your major gifts coach on Nonprofit Courage Lab and for investing in yourself today. Head to nonprofitcouragelab.com to connect, follow, and share. If this has encouraged you, please rate and review this podcast. And remember, nobody changed the world without first changing themselves. Until next time.